ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I'm having cat issues right now. Uh, my cat's gonna jump on screen in about two seconds. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back from vacation. Fun little story, real quick, before we get started. Uh, on a cruise ship, I got to see a play called Mamma Mia. Now, I've seen signs all over New York City for it. No clue what it was about. Uh, simple basis of the story there was a girl uh, trying to find out who her real father, who her father was for her wedding. Because her mom went on a little bit of a bender, slept with three different guys in a matter of a month, and, you know, nobody knows who the father is. So it wasn't more of a who done her than who done it, you know, type situation, you know. So we're at the intermission, so I go to my beautiful bride. I'm like, all right, who do you, who do you think the father's going to be? You know, she gave me her answer. I was inspired by John Smith. I went with uh, a guy who was not even in the show yet, coming out with, like, a cash-in, like, his medical records, uh, saying he was going to be the father. Comes out with a chair, cracks the other three. Uh, didn't end up happening. I got minus 10 points for it. But the funny thing was, the, uh, they didn't find out who the father was. So it was ruled a no contest. Everybody's perfect cruises were ruined. Shame. You know, leave it up to a no contest to ruin a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. My name is Al Carl. I am back from vacation. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. You can taste the power. A uh, special shout out to whoever that was that filled in for me last week as the host, whoever that guy with the hair was. Uh, <laughs> never saw that guy before. The nameplate said Brian Joy. I, I want to say I beg to differ, but... Uh, we're already chiming in with the jokes here, James. Two Dimes swam his way to AEW. So it looks like uh, Two Dimes wasn't uh, sleeping with the fishes. He, uh, he guy knows how to doggy paddle. No, that's Two Dimes' younger brother. It was who's? It's Two Dimes' younger brother. Two Dimes' younger it's, it's, it's Four it's nickels. nickels. Four <laughs> nickels, yeah. Four nickels. <laughs> Little nickels. It may have been Ryan Joy's younger brother, too. Brian Joy, right? Brian. On the bottom part of our screen, uh, as always, with us, the first ever PWV champion, the living legend, John DeCani. John, how are things today? Not bad, my friend. Not bad. Uh, your cruise story just proves what I say quite often to the point where my family is tired of hearing it. No matter what you're doing, no matter how boring it may or may not be, everything's better if you can add a wrestling angle to it. Exactly. <laughs> you think he's going to have a chair? Like, who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Over to the right with me. Oh, I already screwed up. I'm rusty. I apologize. And number four, John Smith. <laughs> we got new graphics, ladies and gentlemen, today. We're going to unleash them in a little bit. But uh, John Smith, I apologize. How's everything going from your end of the woods today? Good, man. I thought always thought it, it was just assumed that Mama Mia, the, the father, was Super Mario. <laughs> It's funny how many I've had a nickel for every time I've seen that poster on it on the New Jersey transit trains or the, the New York subways. Like I've been out of the bleep load of nickels. I've had more than uh, two dimes, I guess, right? More mm-hmm. nickels. On today's episode, we have new tag team champions in AEW. We have a huge. We have two huge number one contenders matches in both Impact and NXT. Gary Mihefi is with us. To discuss NXT UK, and I don't even know if I want to discuss the Heritage Cup Championship match. Unbelievable. No, I'm dark. Congratulations on an amazing 
title run for Noam Dar. Uh, Gary and I uh, will be here. To, Gary will be here to discuss that with me. We make our picks for this week's upcoming shows, presented by Minutes to Bell Time, and as always, brought to you by ProWrestlingPickem.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, she'll like it too. I did see a new uh, Nugenics Total Tea commercial. Uh, the crowd chanted it or something like it was like a. And what is that? What is it? What's the magic line? And the whole crowd, she wants it too, or something like that. It was absolutely hysterical. I, I got to find that video clip because that's gonna that's gonna make the show at some point. Uh, we're going to main event our show. We have a first here. We had a first last week, apparently. Travis Smith on for the, the complete uh, hour 45 to two hours. This week, for the first time, we will be picking a Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming to us live this Saturday from up in Lowell, Massachusetts. We're going to main event our show with that. We're going to curtain jerk. Oh, the Raw Roll-Up Standing, the most important part of the show. Here are all roll-up standings going into this week. Raw 32 with a five roll-up lead on AEW. Uh, Impact's you know, holding steady at 25. Let's see what happens, goes on to this week. But as we saw on Monday Night Raw last week, there was a 24-7 championship scrum. And <laughs> roll-ups were everywhere. We're going to curtain jerk our show with WWE's Road to Nashville. Monday Night Raw. On our way to SummerSlam. We get that there, get that there, and there we go. We are going to color coordinate people. This is going to be fun going forward. Brian Joy, I'm sorry, Joy. I'm sorry. Uh, we started the show last night. Um, big announcement. I, I, I guess maybe I am underselling it. Uh, Titus O'Neill let off the show as he was promoted. I'm assuming it sounds like the greatest honor, probably bigger honor than winning the, the hall of fame award this past April with the warrior award. Uh, he is now WWE's global ambassador. I know uh, he's been all over the place, all over the world. He's always doing great things and he does. It's, it's incredible. The stuff that he does. I don't want to disregard that. We all know, we all know that, but I guess this, uh, this is an even bigger promotion for him. So Titus O'Neill is our new global uh, ambassador, I just, I guess there's a joke in there with falling under the ring of Saudi Arabia, and I, I just haven't put it to, to together yet. What was the point of starting the show with that, though? I don't understand. Uh, maybe it's, uh, I, now I said I was on a boat for the past 10 days, and I can't, I can't back on shore. Rumors going around about a TV for PG 14, TV 14 rating. Uh, and I believe the quote was you have here, John DeConi. By the way, I'm completely ripping off John DeConi's notes from MinutesToBellTime.com. I did not have 15 hours in, of uh, the past day and a half to catch up on the wrestling I missed. WWE is a safe haven. So I think uh, if, you're, if we're going to play that card this week, I think we got to postpone the TV 14, you know, uh, Braun Panties matches, uh, I guess, <laughs> for a little bit. But that's going to be a fun show to, to – to, John Smith, just off the top of your head, uh, who, what's 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 the first Braun Panties match you want to see when we go TV fourteen? Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Gigi Dolan. That'd be incredible. John DeConi, any favorites? I I can't believe Smith didn't say anything about Nikita Lyons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind see her her and Lash Legend go at it again. Those two tall drinks of water. <laughs> Uh, we started Raw off with uh, with Becky Lynch in the ring. 
she actually announced that she was going to get the winner of the upcoming Raw Women's Championship match between Bianca Belair and Carmella. She's going to get the winner at SummerSlam. Uh, I guess the, this Carmella Bianca, they're still going. I guess they had a match last week where it ended a countout. So now during this match, if uh, Bianca Belair did get counted out, she would lose a championship. But uh, I don't think there was ever any doubt uh, in anybody's mind that Miss Belair, girl, uh-uh, she was going to retain the title. And we're going to get Belair Lynch three and also for the second consecutive year at SummerSlam. So we'll be talking about that next Saturday on our WWE EWP SummerSlam Saturday special at 2 p.m. Uh, make sure you tune us in. Let us be the pre-show to your kickoff show. Uh, Theory walked into the ring. He talked plenty of trash. He's getting pretty good at the trash talking. AJ Styles interrupts. They had a back and forth. AJ says that he's the veteran who here to uh, knock some respect into Theory. AJ sent Theory out of the ring with a strike. Dolph Ziggler, again, for the second week in a row now, Dolph Ziggler's uh, making his presence for some unknown reason. He just doesn't like Austin Theory, and I, I get the feeling that the reason why he doesn't like Austin Theory is because he once was Austin Theory. So I think he's kind of trying to stop the you know the the process before he even gets started because you know we only need one Dolph Ziggler in this world. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Theory by count out. They fought on the floor. Ziggler actually super kicked Theory, causing the count out. Referee missed that. Um, then when Theory went back into the ring after he thought he beat the 10 count, he ended up going to a Styles Clash anyway. So we'll go with that. Um, John DeCotti, uh, we'll just fast forward to this on the, the previous SmackDown. Uh, Angelo Dawkins, and uh, on, as we have for the Street Profits, got another win over the Usos. This time it was a one-on-one -on -one match. It was Angelo Dawkins beating Jimmy, but Jimmy's shoulder again was off the mat. So uh, Street Profits backstage, I guess they ran into MVP and Omas. Yeah, they're very happy to see that Omas is going to do a little of their dirty work for him. He's going to soften up Dawkins uh, before uh, we get to SummerSlam. Uh, Tom, not to cut you off, but I, this would be a pretty ridiculous Braun panties match uh, in an unsanctioned <laughs> contest with Cody and Zampa. That would be pretty crazy. All right, continue. Good stuff. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> you did not understand the assignment, sir. <laughs> So we roll it forward to uh, Dawkins and Omos. Uh, this one goes less than 90 seconds before uh, uh, MVP trips Dawkins from the outside. We get ourselves a DQ, but wait, Postman Pierce comes out. Uh, MVP had been saying earlier in the night, I'd love to join Omos to kick your asses to the Street Profits. But, you know, he's in his three-piece suit. Can't mess with that. Well, Postman Pierce decides he doesn't care anymore. We don't have a tag team match, player. We go to break. We roll it back. It's the Street Profits versus MVP and Omos. And this one goes less than five minutes before we get another DQ. Uh, Omos kicks out of the From the Heaven Splash. Ford can't believe it. He's stunned for about 30 seconds. He climbs for another one. And Jay Uso, who you know, him and Jimmy were sitting at the uh, commentary anyway, kind of shoves um, Ford off the buckle. We get a DQ. We get all kinds of uh, shenanigans. It's four on two. Omos punishes some people, and the Usos stand victoriously over the fallen Street Profits. Uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens returned to TV. Uh, he actually came out of the Kevin Owens show. Yeah, he got a pop, too. That crowd went nuts when that music hit. 
Uh, his guest was Riddle, and I guess uh, he wanted to thank Riddle for unintentionally helping Kevin Owens get over this whole Elias Ezekiel thing because of how mellow uh, uh, Riddle is. So uh, as a return of the favor, you know, Kevin Owens obviously, obviously knows Seth Rollins very well, uh, both as a friend and as a foe, offered to help Riddle by teaming with him. Uh, Bro KO was, I believe, the name they came up with, it, but I thought it was genius. And... Uh, Riddle didn't trust KO. KO's like, listen, you just trusted probably the most dangerous person of all time in wrestling. The guy, ugh. I don't say he was a liar, but he was a backstabber more than anything. So they got into it. Seth Rollins' music uh, eventually hit. Stomped Riddle twice. So Riddle was out of commission the rest of the night. Kevin, uh, Seth Rollins backstage with Kevin Patrick. Uh, attacked Riddle because Riddle's stupidity was driving him nuts. Fair. Uh, Ezekiel interrupted Rollins, uh, and apparently that match goes back to two weeks ago from 4th of July when Ezekiel, uh, shot Seth Rollins, uh, nice brand new white, I'm assuming it's brand new, white suit with ketchup. Then a match that night ended up with a Seth Rollins win. They fought again last night, also ended up with a Seth Rollins win. So, uh, that will be that. John DeConey, tell us about this six-woman tag team match. <laughs> All right, so we have a six-woman tag team match that, you know, there was, there was a talking segment in the main event, so this was the main event match, if you will, which usually means it gets talked about the whole night long. I don't, maybe if I, maybe I nodded off. I didn't hear a word about this match until the commercial break right before it happened. It would be Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Dana Brooke facing Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and Tamina. And they go at it for a little while. Dana actually hits a very nice uh, suicide plancha from the top turnbuckle, taking out Dewdrop and Tamina on the floor. Now she's out there on the floor. Reggie shows up. He pops up out of the uh, timekeeper's area, it seems like. And he's trying to, you know, make it up to Dana. He still loves her and blah, blah, whatever the case may be. And she says, you know, <laughs> you ruined my life. Every, every time you're around, things go terrible for me. And while she's saying this, Tazawa crawls out from under the ring. With Mrs. Leon Ruff in tow, his personal referee, I guess, for the evening. He rolls up Dana, who somehow didn't manage to get the 24-7 rules suspended for her six-woman tag match. Tozawa is your new 24-7 champion. He rolls into the ring. He's doing a funky dance. He's celebrating. Nikki Ash grabs him. Hits a spinning neckbreaker. She is your new 24-7 champion. Nikki's celebrating over Tozawa's carcass. Alexa grab her. It's that kickback DDT. Alexa Bliss is your new 24-7 champion. And I felt the entire wrestling internet community, are you goddamn kidding me? And, just, <laughs> and right before she lost it, they're like, okay, backspace. You know, like they, they flipped that about Becky Lynch being near that title. I can't believe there was no backlash. For Alexa Bliss winning it for five seconds, like oh yeah, within that twelve second window, there, there was a lot of caps locks and uh, keys smashed, but it didn't matter because by the time Alexa turned around, she got a running crossbody from Dewdrop. Dewdrop is your new twenty four seven champion. That landed wrong too. That was that was this is I actually I did see I said I missed everything. I did watch Raw last night. That I thought Alexa got hurt on that one. That yeah, cool. it, it did not look pleasant. Uh, Tamina nails her with a super kick. Tamina is your 24-7 champion. And with the circular booking, Dana Brooke rolls Tamina up to become your 24-7 champion. Once again, 
then she hightails it up the aisle. Tamina follows her backstage. Now this six-person tag is down to four. And in the end, Asuka takes Nikki down with a flying arm bar. She transitions into the Asuka lock. Tappy, tappy, tappy. The team of Asuka, Alexa, Dana Brooke win the six-woman tag. Imagine if Asuka would have won that belt. She would actually be a fun 24-7 champion. The more and more I think about it, like, just her just... Like, I feel like she's crazy enough. Like, she would go around and pinning people just to retain it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like, I think that'd be a fun little thing for her to do. The best part of that whole match, however, I I guess I kind of left out. The whole thing... Well, you just heard me babble on about for for about seven minutes. Look at the ticker. It's coming up on the ticker, right? Yeah, it's coming up right there. The whole thing took two minutes and 35 seconds. Omos should be the champion, the 24-7 champion. Nobody's coming after him. Who's that? Omos. Omos. Retire the belt. Well, that's like when The Undertaker was the hardcore champion. Nobody nobody even went near him. Like, I was like, yeah. Uh, Miz, uh, the show made evented with the Miz uh, and Miz TV because of Logan Paul. Uh, long story short, uh, they set up their match for SummerSlam. Ciampa with an attack on behind the Logan Paul uh, at the end. Um, but Paul fights out of the, uh, Logan Paul fights out of the double team. So, uh, John Smith, Judgment Day uh, to the ring. They believe Don Mysterio will turn on his father and join them. Apparently the promo was more important than the start of the match because we didn't get to see that. We, we, we it was already underway when we came back from commercial. Um, you know, pretty much domination by Damian Priest until the end when Ray, you know, had his little comeback. But then uh, Ray went for Hurricane Rana, but it got turned into a crucifix bomb for the three count. And then they Finn Balor comes in with the chair. And then they're going to do a concerto to Ray. But wait, only if Dominic doesn't join them. So Dominic decides that he will join them. But they only, he only did it to save his father. So they still do. They still beat them up anyway. And uh, I guess we're up for more of this next week. Yeah, because we're going to go to Madison Square Garden next Monday night. World's most famous arena. Um, we're going to have a tag team match. going to be the Mysterios versus Judgment Day, uh, John DeConi. I don't know. Stay with John Smith on this one because he's reporting on it. And But uh, not only is it the Garden, it is also the 20th anniversary of Rey Mysterio in WWE, which I, I, I thought about it. Because I remember when Rey debuted in 2002, and his feud was with Kurt Angle, and that was the match that, you know, you have to be this tall to talk to Kurt Angle. You know, they came out swinging with the short jokes. Uh, Angle ended up beating Ray in, in, in the, the curtain jerk at SummerSlam that year, which was a great match. But John Cena just celebrated 20, right? So John Cena, Dave, that whole thing with him and Kurt Angle was before Ray versus Kurt Angle? I, I got to look that back up. That just blew my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. The Cena debuted before Ray Mysterio did? Oof. It took a while before he like caught on with the thugonomics thing. So it's yeah. not like... It's not like he was an instant John Cena right off the bat. Oh, no, yeah, the Dr. Thugonomics. You know, that word life was, yeah, I remember in WrestleMania 19, I thought, was that was when he was supposed to have a rap battle with somebody who didn't show up and they ended up just leaving Cena off the card. But, like, yeah, he was in the 2003 Rumble. Now he rapped into the ring. Yeah, anyway, just throwing that out there. So, anyway, John Smith, what do you got? Mysterios and Judgment Day at the Garden on Ray's anniversary. 
the Mysterios already got the win in their hometown of San Diego, so I don't think they're going to also win. I, I think maybe Dom might actually turn on him on his 20th anniversary. I'm not calling it, but I wouldn't be surprised. That would be interesting. I, I'm yeah, going I raw roll-up, John DeCani. I mean, this is the raw roll-up, cheap way for the Mysterios to get the win uh, and just you know save judgment they face here. Yeah, I, I think the Mysterios find a way, but I, I'm not putting it beyond the realm of possibility for Edge to make his comeback and help them. Yep. You know? So you know, we, you know, we've seen that uh, that vignette a couple of times now, and it keeps getting extended little by little. Maybe he's that close to coming back, so maybe he he comes back at MSG. They always love to do something a little special at MSG. So yeah, and it, you know, it just seems like it's going through Edge's career because that was you know. John Cena, Randy Orton, and that that McFoley. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's McFoley's thing," but yeah, it was on fire though. That was WrestleMania 22. That was a huge match. Like that match was incredible. When uh, Edge speared him through a flaming table, so like there was significance to the flames, like with uh, his plaid uh, vest or yeah jacket. So yeah, uh, it's a, it should be a fun show with the Garden. They always, like I said, they always give a little bit extra effort when they go to the Garden. So we'll see uh, what happens there. As we make the, the somewhat same, uh, seamless transition from red to blue. There you go. We are going to layeth the smackdown on your Rudy Poo candy asses, John DeCani. We had a championship contenders match. Uh, Ronda Rousey uh, beat Natalia fairly quick fashion uh, the Friday before. How would our champion do against her? Man, this one really, I thought for sure this was going the other way to set up a three-way at SummerSlam. Uh, but Liv would get the job done. It, it went uh, about you know, a little over nine minutes. Uh, the Oblivion got her the got Liv the one, two, three. And then Kayla came in the ring to, uh, you know, a little out of character, point out to Liv, well, you know, that wasn't quite as dominating a victory as uh, Ronda Rousey had last week. But... God love her. Liv said, yeah, I completely understand that. And I completely understand that even with this title over my shoulder, I'm still the underdog and I'm okay with that because I'm still the champ and I will be again after SummerSlam. Yeah. I, I, that's going to be an interesting discussion. We're going to have on Saturday, uh, next Saturday, July 3rd. Again, we're having a SummerSlam special. I got to promote that. It's going to be an interesting conversation uh, to talk about that match. So uh, see what happens. Theory, speaking of SummerSlam, uh, Austin Theory, uh, was interrupted and in, had an interview interrupted by Paul Heyman, uh, who's trying to avoid Theory cashing in and actually using his his contract on an actual scheduled match to properly promote it. Um, so I don't think that's gonna fly with Theory. I think he appreciates the advice. Maybe he'll need such an advisor once he cashes in to be the youngest undisputed Universal Champion ever. He ended up having a match with Madcap Moss. Moss won by disqualification. There was a whole thing. Sami Zayn came out. Uh, told uh, Theory not to disrespect the bloodline. Theory isn't afraid of Sammy. Uh, but then the Usos' music hits, and then uh, Theory backpedaled into Mad Cat Moss, who scoops him up and runs him into the ring post. That was all after uh, the disqualification where Austin Theory hit uh, Mad Cat with the, the briefcase to, to cause that. John Smith, I believe this is the second week in a row now. Sheamus uh, is dodging a number one contenders match. Like, I, I'm not getting the – maybe he's just trying to wear down Drew McIntyre, but, like, this 
if I'm Postman Pierce, I'm not giving him the opportunity. You know, if he keeps on dodging, like I'm giving you a shot at the championship in Europe. Like, why are you why are you ducking this? Like, well, he's using like sicknesses and stuff as like excuses. You know, in this day and age, you gotta you gotta, you can't be too cautious, right? Yeah, like, I, guess, I, guess. I think the, the most egregious thing is here now that Pete Dunn is known as Butch. He's not even wrestling anymore. He rang the bell to start the the match. It was pretty sad, all right. You know, the how is the internet not up in arms about that? That he's now the ring bell guy. But <laughs> no, that's completely fair. <laughs> uh, you didn't see it, but anyway, um, yeah, this match didn't go too long. You know, we got a little back and forth, but then. Uh, we got Drew doing the 12, 10 beats of the whatever it's called to uh, to Ridge, but Sheamus pulled him off the apron. Uh, long story short, we get uh, a Drew McIntyre win with a with a Claymore or no, with a uh, white noise. Actually, I believe maybe Claymore him afterwards, yeah. but he looked right at at Sheamus while he was doing the white noise, and then Claymore one two three. All right, uh, the New Day were in the ring cosplaying as Vikings. Uh, that's not a good idea. Uh, the Viking Raiders came out. Jinder Mahal and Shanky attacked the Raiders before they get to the ring. Uh, the Raiders retreated and Shanky dances. That's <laughs> great notes, Charlie Connie. I like it. That's, that's, that's <laughs> sums it up beautifully. I guess I'm just waiting for the Jinder Mahal face turn that we're all anticipating and we've needed for years. <laughs> When he starts who's, dancing. Who's we and all that? Who's we? <laughs> Everyone. He's the, he's the greatest WWE champion of all time. <laughs> when you beat Randy Orton. You know what, John Smith? It's tough to beat a person at the same time in three seasons. He beat Randy Orton in the same time. Same and season. one of them was clean. Yeah. Uh, Lacey Evans and Aaliyah never got started. Uh I, I guess this oh, fit because you're, you're pissing off the crowd with everybody with Lacey Evans, and then you're still just showing zero confidence in Aaliyah if that report was true. So uh, I guess two birds with one stone on that one. Uh, next week, Brock Lesnar returns to SmackDown. Before we uh, continue with this segment, uh, we're going to bring in Gary Mahefi overseas. Gary, top of the evening to you, Malati. Evening, gents. Just, re- just recovering from the hottest day ever in the UK today. So It was the what day? It's the hottest day ever oh, in the hottest day. history. I thought it was like a holiday. Oh, really? What's the temp over there? You guys have Celsius it over there, don't you? It was 41.3 in London. So what's 41. 103 or 104 or something like that? Wow. Uh, Karen, gonna, I'm going to bring in uh, – I, I told you I was going to bring in early. Oh, we got a comment coming in. The color background. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for noticing, James. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. It gets better. Oh, we have a whole bunch of colors waiting for you. Uh, we don't have a nameplate for Gary right now in the SmackDown segment, which is why the nameplates aren't up there. I apologize to Joseph Kennedy Jarzank on that one. But um, next week, Gary, Maximum Male Models, uh, they're going to debut, I guess, Max's sister, Maxine Dupree, uh, to uh, show off the 2022 Beachwear Collection. John DeConnie has a hell of a guess who uh, Maxine Dupree's going to be. How about you? Well, it's not me. Um, I was be, well, I'm built for it, but I. John I don't know. Uh Well, you know, it would be a first, I, I think, for them to 
to have somebody skip over completely and go right to the main roster, right into your new character there, I think. But uh, what's Ginny doing these days? Uh, mm. How perfect would that be? And she'd be on SmackDown with Walter. Like, the, it fits. That's a very good call. <laughs> it's going to be Ginny. We got Ginny stateside, Gary. Get excited. <laughs> speaking, yeah, of, I, uh, speaking of Gunther. Yeah, like that's a very good call. Yeah. I thought, you know, imagine, when you want to piss off the internet, make it Bailey. <laughs> that's how you piss off the internet there you go uh gunther ludwig kaiser backstage with kaylor gunther says losing is unacceptable losing has consequences ludwig gets a rematch with shinsuke nakamura next week gary and then another chop i guess for good measure uh do you think ludwig can get the job done here what, what this I, I got this tough love here from gunther here gary but like this is it seems like it's a little too soon for me he just got the title uh, like, let these two, like, kick some ass for a little bit first. Yeah. I think Ludwig van Beethoven would have more chance uh, than, yes. than Ludwig Kaiser does this week. Um, and he's dead, obviously. No, I I can't. <laughs> I don't think Ludwig Kaiser will be long for this world. I think he's set up for Nakamura. But as you said, I, I, I don't think that, that they'll be changing the title even when they have the match. I actually do. Th- I don't think he'll get as long a title reign as he had over here in the UK. But I do think he'll get a very, very long title. I mean, it could easy be through to to the rumble. I mean, they could they could hold off like a lot of months. But I got him going through WrestleMania with that title. There's no reason to take it all. Like, it's just let him just kill people. John DeConi, who do you got? Ludwig Kaiser against Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, I I, I got Nakamura because eventually you got to get to Nakamura and Gunter. But I, you know, I just I didn't think it would be so. Like, I wanted to see that one at the castle, but. I guess we're going to do that for SummerSlam. Maybe they find a way to come back around to it at the castle. Who knows? John Smith. Uh, yeah, I guess Smart Money says Nakamura wins, but I can I can see a scenario where Walt, where Gunther helps Von Von Kaiser or whatever his name is. Wasn't that the second guy in Mike Tyson's Punch Out? And it is. You know your Nintendo very well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John and John, uh, thank you very much. We're going to switch things up a little bit. We'll see you uh, right after this segment. So we're going to see John. And we're going to stay with Gary. Gary, um, as you know, I missed last week. I, t- I was telling people I was on vacation. Couldn't really take the loss from Zion <laughs> Brookside. <laughs> but now it's just, they doubled up on me. I got to come back to work today. And now my, my hero is no longer... The Heritage Cup champion. Yeah. I mean, you could see it. We talked about it over the last few weeks. The way they'd set it up of going, oh, I'm, I'm going to leave. They're going to chant, please don't go, and blah, blah, blah. I'll just take this. I had in my head, you'd think they were going to change the title. I was surprised they changed it to Mark Coffey, to be fair. Yeah. Because he's everybody who's had it has been as good as Mark is, and he is good. Everybody else has been kind of a really top quality, high class wrestler. but. A kid, Tyler Bate, Noam Dar, yeah, and now Mark Coffey. That's an exclusive list. That's not that's not a yeah. Trump list. There, you're right. I mean, it's and it's a way to it's a way to make him. And actually, I do think like when they came through and they had a really good wee match. But afterwards, when Joe Coffey returned, yeah, I did think that Joe Coffey threw him a couple of looks as if to go, "Oh, you've got this, have you?" And I thought, "Oh, hello, that's where we're going at some point down the line here. We're going to go." Joe Coffey goes. No, no, no. 
I'm still the dad. I give me a match type of thing. So, yeah, I'm the older brother. I'm the leader of the gal. You know, yeah. this is my king. This is my kingdom. That's how many times has he said that over the course of the past five, six, seven years? I love how long it's been around. Uh, how much money Shaw lose? He, uh, he's distraught. I'm glad. He, when I look to see, Maya Grace was in the front. Obviously, she must have had the bet on, so she'd send her a text here and see if she could let me a few pounds. Yeah, exactly. Do some investigating. How much money did you win from Shaw? There you go. Yeah. We want to know. <laughs> um, opening contest. Uh, I, I want to say I want to call this an upset, or maybe I'm just overhyping Teal Man more than he deserves, but. You know, you're the leader of a faction. You're, you're supposed to beat a tag team wrestler in singles competition. And Oliver Carter, to his credit, got it done. Springboard drop kick followed by a spinning heel kick. Yeah. And he got his ass kicked afterwards, but still win for Oliver Carter. He did. With, with, with I can safely say, John Smith's favorite favorite move now, apparently, yeah. Eva I. Um, John Smith watching ball. UK wrestling. How about that? You're wearing off on him. You're slowly but surely wearing him down. I'll read him. I'll read him, I'll read him in. <laughs> um the but yeah no i mean it, it was good it's one of those things actually i think it was a win-win for both insofar as carter gets the win and you go oh okay they put him over and then when they beat him up you go oh, okay they're still running with this grand so but i don't think it'll end up with him joining them i, th- I do think he'll end up with a new tag partner just like or maybe charlie dempsey kind of makes the move across and mm-hmm. backs out because charlie dempsey's always been linked he was linked with a kid and i he had a skip backstage with Oliver Carter as well, so it's kind of interesting to see what they do with him. But. Uh, and then in the other match, there was three matches because you know those Henry Cup matches they, they take quite a bit of time there. Then uh, Amal defeated Stevie Turner with the Hope Breaker. Blair Davenport on commentary, not impressed. No, and you could see you know you know where it's going. Obviously from last week as well, or the week before, they had it outside in the car park. They had a little chat. So good for Amal. I really. Stevie Turner, to be honest, is one of those ones that I don't know. She came in with a lot of hype, and they haven't really done anything with her yet. Yeah. And I know her time might come, but it hasn't come yet. So hopefully they figure out what they're doing with her. But good for Amal. It gets her a little bit of a push again. So It gets her back going. Amal, had, she lost to Zia Brookside recently. So, you know, get her back on the winning ways. Yeah, Stevie. But Stevie's getting the backstage segments. So, like, it's really... yeah. It's she's there and she's good and you know it's she's got the interest it's it's the gimmick it's yes hopefully something will happen with her at some point. Um, so we'll get a win only, over Mila Grace probably at some point or something like that. It'll be that sort of a. Well, that's the thing. They, they, they start working their way up. Stevie Turner's next yeah. on the list. There you go. <laughs> um, our champions in the UK. We just had a title change. The rest of our champions are going to be extremely busy. Uh, in the women's division, Sare was very happy that she teamed with Miko Satamora two weeks ago. But now Sare wants to wrestle Miko. So we're going to have a women's championship match. Miko kind of nodded her head. Then she went off and probably stole somebody's, you know, weight set, you know, into the gym. You know, pushed people aside like the bully she is. Uh, and then in the tag team division, I guess once Briggs and Jensen, if they get through tonight, uh, and Mark Andrews and Wild Boar uh, are waiting from them yeah. uh, back overseas. So we'll see what happens in that. And then... As they announced in two weeks, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday, SummerSlam week, uh, UK championship match between Ilya Dragunov and Wolfgang. Uh, Wolfie playing a little football to keep his uh, his feet quick, I'm assuming. And I say that right, football. I said yeah, that correctly. Yeah, that's the one, Kurt Wett, see? I've taught you well. Well, it's, it's your segment, Garrett. I figured I, I, I'll, I'll do that. You know, once, once the screen switches over to different colors, it's going to be soccer again. But, yeah, that's important. So we'll talk about that one next week. 
uh, this week upcoming, we actually had, had three matches, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got three matches. Oh, yes, three matches. There we go. <coughs> First, uh, I think that was Josh Morrell two weeks ago, right? That beat Primate. Yeah. All right, so uh, I couldn't remember that. There was no nameplate for him. But it was the, the bomber. I got a warning from the bomber. Uh, to Josh Morrell, who was formerly known as Inaction after uh, before his win last week over Primate. Everybody crashes and burn at some point. Next week will be Morrell. So now can Josh Morrell keep this going over the big bomber? I have That's in my head, I've played out two scenarios. I've played out the he does really well but loses and Dave shakes his hand. Or I've played out the Josh Morrell actually beats him and then he shakes his hand and gets his respect. I'm gonna go for Josh Morrell wins. It seems like this is where it's going. This might have yeah. raw roll up. This might be something where you know Mastiff goes up for like a Vader bomb or something and like loses like what Yokozuna did at WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Sporting goes down, smacks the back of his head, and Morrell gets a miraculous pin. Uh where raw roll up works in this situation yeah. too. Um and, there's a couple and, ways more to sneak one. And Josh Morrell becomes the new Jack Stars apparently, wherever he's going. But yes. Uh, and then uh, the 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 the, United, the UK Performance Center gym uh, was busy. <laughs> uh, first, uh, it was Trent Seven. We'll get to him in a second. But Isla Dawn, uh, she interrupted Fallon Henley's interview with some creepiness. Um, and then in the background, if you saw if you saw in the background, I made the joke already. Miko Satamora, I guess she stole somebody's bench press set. Yeah, uh, and just hopping into people's routines and whatnot. But we have Isla Dawn. And Fallon Henley from NXT 2.0 still overseas uh, next week. Who do you got? Again, this is another one of these I'm not sure because it's like you think they're bringing Fallon Henley across to, to give her a bit of seasoning so she should win. But they've protected Ida Dawn really well. So it's kind of one of those, you know, who have you got? I'm, but I'm going to go for Fallon Henley. I think they will um, the, 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 they'll stretch this out a little bit more and there'll be a bit more wackiness maybe after it. But I'm going to say... Fallon Hanley's going to take a win. Yeah, she already has one win under her belt overseas. Uh, she defeated with Nina Samuels, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, might keep on rolling with that. She's got a big thing going with with, with, with Briggs and Jensen, and we'll get to with you in a second. And then the other one, like I said earlier, Trent Seven. Uh, small sneak attack on Sam Gradfield as he was getting interviewed. So, uh, Trent Seven is going to be his first action as heel Trent. Yeah. I guess Say Trent. What kind of world are we living in, Gary, when Sam Gradwell is the face and Trent Seven's the heel? Like, <laughs> I know. Complete bizarre world. I was thinking that last week. Going, what is going on? Um, but I'm going to say Trent Seven with his feet in the ropes. Some sort of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah he's going to cheat to win. He'll prove, uh, get the, the heel thing going with him. Full. That was a funny celebration after his knee attack. <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> that was good. So uh, we're going to switch. We're going to make the seamless transition. Look at that pain. Look yeah, at that Nickelodeon man. studio right there. Bring back in John Smith. Or John Smith. There you go. Bring back in John Smith doing the Dr. Claw impersonation. Bring him back in, John DeCani. Uh, <laughs> a little screwed up here, but we'll just go there anyway because um, on tonight on NXT, uh, we'll, get to, we'll, we'll pick one match right away before we get into the recap and then pick the rest of it because we have – uh, our senior UK uh, correspondent on here, his tag team championships currently being held hostage by those those <laughs> stupid Americans. <laughs> uh, Briggs and Jensen, pretty deadly. He's going to try to get it done for you, guy. Do you think they can do it? No. 
<laughs> All right, yeah, thanks for joining. Thanks, uh, <laughs> no, I no, I, I mean, I think it'll be, I do think it'll be good. And actually, as I've said before, with Pretty Deadly, when in their matches, they start off slow and they go. I think it'll be a good match, and I think they will put up a good fight, and they may well stretch it out. You might maybe. We could have this match at the castle. We've said about the odd NXT match that clash at the castle. Maybe they could rematch them down the road for that, um, or the NXT show, whatever they're, they're having for it. But um, no, I think that Briggs and Jensen will, will retain it, and, and but pretty deadly will come out of it okay. So. All right, John the Connie, those are some two tasty snacks, pretty deadly. <laughs> yep, and I, I think those uh, tasty snacks. I think their job here is to get a you know longer than five minute match out of uh briggs and jensen make them look good and in the end put them over i think uh i think the the hillbillies retain i know they had to in uk have over five have they had over a five minute match i mean i don't know they did when they won the titles but like they, they, i guess maybe the one was injured with the, the forearm yeah um they're still not playing the angle yet john smith with the whole fallon henley love thing right they, i guess that's on pause for now yeah, I guess uh, since they had to take make this audible, you know. But um, I like the idea of Pretty Deadly taking these belts off of them, but I don't think it'll happen here. Um, I, I like, you know, the Clash at the Castle idea, or if they have a pay-per-view before SummerSlam or whatever you want to call it, a big super show or whatever. Premium live Premium event. Premium live event. I, I do like Pretty Deadly being the ones that end up taking them, then they go back at the UK and put somebody over over there, you know, because I think – them putting somebody over is worth more in NXT UK than Briggs and Jensen putting a new team over. Absolutely. Yeah, and like I said, the tag team division in the UK right now, I don't even know was it and it's Andrews and Boar. You know, that would be that would be a great match with uh, you know, I think they might have some uh some history there with those two. Uh James Wheeler, I see you. Give me one second. Uh, so, Gary, thank you very much for staying up late with us. As always, we appreciate you. And uh, anything you want to say to John Smith is very, you know, it's not too often you guys share the screen together. I just, I'm just hoping that he's going to enjoy J.D. McDonough starting to rise to the top tonight. It's going to be very, very good. You can't wait as he kind of just sees Santos sailing the sunset and J.D. Just <laughs> takes yeah. over NXT 2.0. <laughs> Shot right into the main event right away. Yeah. See? Yeah. See, what can I say? When they just recognize true greatness. Jared, thank you very much, pal. Uh, anything from Fighter Fest or Death Before Dishonor before we get out of here? I forgot about that. Uh, no, other than I'm probably going to go and get Hennig's on both of them, I would imagine. But, but Perfect. That's my prediction. No, I've, I've gone. I think it's, I think Fighter Fest should be straight, not straightforward enough. But it looks as if it should be obvious enough. But we'll see what, we'll see where we go. Week one was uh, was pretty straightforward, other than one match. So uh, let's see where we go from there. Yeah, Gary, thank you very much, pal. Enjoy your Thanks, evening. Man. Have a good one. So long, Gary. All right. So now we're... there they are. So we got different colored gameplays because it's Nickelodeon time. There you go. Nice. Uh, John Smith, uh, the long-awaited NXT. Uh, it wasn't long awaited, but one week. Uh, she decided to, to, to use her contract. Uh, Roxanne Perez to use her contract to challenge Mandy Rose, but it looked like uh, she ran into a little bit of trouble in the parking lot uh, before the show started. Yeah, and everybody swore that they didn't do it, including Toxic Attraction, and uh, I think Nikita Lyons got accused of it by somebody, and um, 
you know, when it comes down to it, we figured it out at the end. Uh, we had quite the match between these two. I mean, you never really felt like Mandy was going to lose that title. But uh, towards the end of the match, we get a interference by Cora Jade. Right? That's her name? Yeah. Cora Jade. I'm sorry. I always forget her name. I'm surprised I got it that time. Uh, interference by Cora Jade on Roxanne Perez. She turned on her. And then after the match, she swung that skateboard so hard, it snapped before it even hit Roxy. <laughs> the wind air pressure, it must have been going Mach 6. You know how hard it is to snap a skateboard in half? She oh, must cool. do some mean tricep pushdowns. Yeah. Uh, James would have between Roxanne that ate each other. While still tag team champions, absolutely unexpected. It's Ambrose Rollins all over again, and it's just, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw this out there now. That that night, that that heel turn on with Ambrose when they won the tag titles, the night that Roman announced he was leaving, probably the greatest heel turn of all time. Like that was just it. Just I remember my wife was like. Why would they do this on all night? I'm like, exactly. That's why they're doing this on this. Like, this was perfect. Um, but yeah, now we got tag team champions feuding against each other. You don't see too often. I know it happened twice at WrestleMania. Uh, Eddie and 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 Ray Ray at WrestleMania at uh, WrestleMania 19, 21, excuse me. Uh, and then Cena and Michaels, they didn't wear the belts in the ring, but they were actually tag team champions when they made an event at WrestleMania 23. But then probably one of the bigger ones, too, was uh, it was like 95 or 96, 96 probably. It was Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wrestling. I think it was at the King of the Ring, one of the King of the Ring page. I think the 97 King of the Ring. Something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, so we got tag team champions. What's going to happen to the belts? Still waiting for that tournament to come out for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. <laughs> Probably gonna have the same thing happen. Yeah, uh, Zion Quinn, John DeCani caused a little bit of an upset. I didn't he see certain- this one coming. Yeah, exactly. We had a, we had a match between uh, Giovanni Vinci and uh, Apollo Cruz, and uh, these two, uh, you know, like I like I said last time, Apollo was in the ring. He's looking fantastic. Like he yeah. definitely seems reinvigorated by this trip back down to NXT. These two went at it for 12 minutes. It was a lot of fun. It was a really good match. Uh, they wound up on the floor, and all of a sudden, Zion Quinn comes hopping out of the crowd and attacks Apollo. Attacks Apollo. Uh, and you know, Vinci is back in the ring at this point, and he's got the referee's back turn. And Zion Quinn rolls Apollo right back in, and Vinci gets him up for, I don't, I'm sure he's going to give it some kind of Italian name, but at this point, it's basically a revolution bomb and the last ride. So I've been calling it the revolution last ride. And a one, two, three, Vinny, 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 Vici, Victoria. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, uh, they were out on the town celebrating. Uh, they're, they're, they're both of them won at the bash, right? They were the, they, 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 they kind of swept their, their night. Um, then in the penthouse with champagne and the, and the hot tub, uh, they, they were uh, living the good life there for a second. Uh, they deserve it too. Carmelo's a great champion. Uh, John Smith, uh, Solo Sokoa, and Von Wagner, by my notes, still hasn't ended yet. Yeah, that that and uh, Curtis Axel's Royal Rumble. Yes, yeah, time. It's in the, it's almost a decade now, isn't it? 
it's hopeless. He was, he was eliminated the next year, though, so I don't know. Does that still count? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this one, you know, it went pretty long, but it never finished. You know, these two just beat the holy hell out of each other for a good 10, 12 minutes, and then they end up getting double counted out when they were outside of the ring, and then they fight to the back, and we go to commercial. And then when we come back from commercial, they're still fighting, and then they finally get separated. And then Mr. Stone is all up in Solo Sokoa's face. This isn't over. This isn't over. And then Solo Sokoa gives him a nice little uh, Fresh Prince DJ Jazzy Jeff ride into the, uh, into the dumpster. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so one of the best TV the ongoing gags Uncle Phil tossing out jazz from the house. Uh, all right. Moving forward. Moving forward. Duke Hudson uh still pissed about saying his cannonball to the pool from the week prior. So they fought about it. Sanga got the win in three minutes, three seconds after a choke slam. Tony D'Angelo and Shannon Lorenzo, aka Stacks, uh defeated uh Idris and Offy Malik Blade. Fisherman Buster suplex on Blade for the win. And then uh, he, he, Tony D, uh, Tony B. Skidish instructed Joaquin Wild Cruz del Toro uh, to put the boots to Malik Blade post match. And uh, according to these notes, they obliged. So um, it says here in these notes, uh, John DeConi, Chase University took a field trip to London. Explain. I missed that. I I, yeah, I, the, the I feel like that should have been the majority of your notes for NXT was that field trip. <laughs> yeah. And and I wish it would have been. But the week before, Thea Hale brought it up. They they were talking about uh, maybe the Revolutionary War or something like that. And they, why don't we go to why don't we go to Europe? Why don't we go to London? And uh, Andre Shea said, "Yeah, that's a great idea." And the whole class was excited, but it wound up just being Chase Bodie and Thea Hale going to London. They visited a couple of sites. Absolutely nothing happened. They didn't get any fights, nothing like that. And they wow. took some pictures. Okay. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Missed opportunity. Cur- cursing at, you know, Andre Chase cursing at, you know, the, the Brits or whoever that were in London for not getting the Revolutionary War. <laughs> he, he didn't even correct. have a, a temper tantrum. He cursed at one of his students the week before who thought that the- That was awesome. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> get the F out of my class. Uh, Grayson Waller backstage with uh, McKenzie says Wesley cost him the North America Championship, so to be continued with that. Uh, Tatum Paxley defeated Caden Carter. Paxley with some encouragement when Ivy Nolly comes up to ringside. Carter pulls Paxley off the ropes. Paxley leaps into a guillotine and uses the roll up Carter for the win. Chalk went up for NXT, but we're going to double dip, John the county. I guess, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was a roll up, though. It was a roll up for Indy, but yeah. It absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah, you had Indy versus Lash Legend, uh, but there was the specter of Alba Fire hanging around because uh, when Lash was dribbling a basketball backstage, talking about how she was about to dribble Indy's head off the mat, the basketball kind of rolled away at the end of her promo, and it was stopped by a baseball bat. So we fast forward to the match. You got Indy. You got Lash. Alba Fire caused a distraction that allowed Indy to hit a spinebuster. Indy sets up for not going to the top rope, but slingshotting herself back in for that beautiful, pretty savage. Only this one was not beautiful. She completely Matt Seidel's herself, crumbled into Lash, who was smart enough, giving her credit, uh, to kind of pull Indy in for a roll-up. 
And Indy reverse the roll up. Cha-ching. One, two, three. Indy gets the win. Two for NXT. They finally hit double digits. That's good for them. That's about the end time. Uh, coming into tonight, uh, the Creeds and Damon Kemp were watching film of their match from the week prior. Kemp would love to run it back. The Creeds leave, but here comes Roddy. He blames Damon Kemp for the loss and plans to teach him a lesson this week. Not sure if that's a match or not. Let's pick it just for fun, John Smith. Roderick Strong versus Damon Kemp. Uh, I got Damon Kemp winning that one, and then it really pisses off Roddy. Yeah, that would be that's uh, I'm kind of leaning at too, John Connie. That's really going to set him off. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even put it past uh, the reason for it being some kind of maybe a distraction or a trip or something by one of the creeds or Ivy Nile and ringside. You know, I I think we're getting dangerously close to Roddy getting booted out of the group that he started. Axiom escaped from reality as a kid through comic books, wanted to be a superhero, so he remains anonymous. So he will debut. He's going to, I guess, be in action tonight. Um, we're gonna make the dumb assumption that Axiom is a kid, and uh, to, to be fair, he's a good looking guy. I don't think you should put a mask over that, John Con. No, I completely agree. I was, I was telling, uh, I don't think he's this is how I judge it. I don't think he struggles with the lady, I don't think he's <laughs> certainly not. No, and I was telling Gary backstage uh, in pre production, I hope they're just putting a mask on him to put him in uh, a, a in an angle with Santos. Santos, you tell him, you know, you're not Lucha. I know you're not Lucha because you're not from Mexico, blah, 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 blah. Let them have a hair versus mask match. Get that mask off of him. Send him up to the main roster. Pair him up with the other superhero there, Ricochet, and just let beautiful things happen. John Smith, John the has got this all planned out, and I love it. That's absolutely perfect. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with all that one. <laughs> Uh, is that a kid is from Spain, so there, you know, you know, Spanish versus Spanish, I guess, Mexican versus Spanish. I, I, I guess there's, there's the, the, I guess maybe that's what's going to piss off Santos. I like that a lot. Uh, Joe Gacy did a backstage promo says the dyad will finally feel comfortable enough to show their true selves. All will be revealed tonight. And he kisses John Smith. I said grizzled young veterans, and I was wrong because these guys are big. No, I have no guesses. I, I, I can't, it. I can't I even begin to think of who it could be. And it's going to be like, oh, duh, when they yeah. when we find out. But I don't know. Maybe I'll think of something by the end of the show. John the Connie. Uh, I think my CM, guess. Punk, CM Punk's name hasn't been brought up in a while. Eva Marie. <laughs> CM Punk and Eva Marie. Definitely bigger than those two. <laughs> I'm going to go with two guys. We have no idea that if we went back and, you know, looked up articles about the new class at the Performance Center. Oh, here's a guy who was an NCAA wrestler that's big, and here's a guy who was a failed football player. Okay, yeah, it's those two. I don't know. Damon Grimes uh, in the ring. uh, Had a rough month. Lost the North American title. Lost the chance of the NXT title. But that's life. J.D. McDonough out to verbally kick Grimes while he's down. Irish Eggs takes cheap shots and bails. So we're going to have Cameron Grimes and the debuting John DeConnie McDonough. John DeConnie. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, McDonough getting the win here, and the, the, the rough month for Cameron Grimes continues. John Smith. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that one because he's got, he's got his sights set on Braun. He can't start losing right off the bat. 
Uh, and then, like I said, in, in the headlines, uh, it was announced. I saw it last night on Raw. I don't know if it was announced uh, before that, but there is going to be a number one contenders battle royal. 20 women. The winner gets the next crack at Mandy Rose. Uh, here are the participants. Let me get uh, that Saray under the NXT logo. Let me get that off there for a sec. Saray about your damn luck. That's, that's a bad luck right there. Saray about your damn luck. Getting your face covered like that. But uh, John Smith, as our senior NXT correspondent, who will be the next challenger for Mandy Rhodes? Uh, just from the way that they've been having these stories go and whatnot, I think it's going to be Nikita Lyons winning this one. John the Count, Nikita Lyons stands out. Ivy Nile stands out as well. It'd be a fun final two, maybe with Kaylee Ray in there as well. Um, you know, the, the, the final three, maybe throw a fourth in there. I mean, Count of James, talk nerdy to me. <laughs> yeah, and after uh, the way uh, Ivy Nile made her, uh, you know, made a an excellent showing over in the UK, I definitely think she gets, uh, she gets at least some kind of a push here, but I think John's right that uh, Nikita Lyons makes the most sense to go after Mandy next. Okay. I will agree with that as well. Let's be clear, though. Nikita Lyons is not ready to win that title. I, I would not want to see her winning that yet. Listen, it's got, it's got to be it's got to be a, a face, right? It's got to be a good guy, right? So that, that kind of eliminates half of it, including Cora Jade. She probably will get run off by Roxanne or something. Roxanne's unless not in that match. Some, unless there's some sort of like three or four way match, you know, where you know there could be another heel involved and they win it. All right, so we're gonna go from. NXT 2.0 to Impact. Uh, John DeCani, uh the one match that we're going to talk about first that doesn't stem into anything that leads into uh, the, the upcoming matches on Thursday. Uh, Steve Macklin, Jane Storm, uh, they got into a backstage uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Storm actually went looking for Macklin. You know, and then you, you don't really have to ask Macklin too many times uh, before he accepts a fight. So this was you know, two fairly big men going at it, and you got exactly what you wanted out of it for almost 14 minutes. Uh, our closing sequence is Storm hits an O'Connor roll out of the corner. Macklin manages to rip off the turnbuckle pad as he's uh, you know about to do his back roll. Macklin kicks out of the ensuing uh, uh, roll-up, excuse me, and sends Storm face first into the exposed turnbuckle ring. And then Macklin hits that new uh, the double underhook DDT that he's been using recently to get the one, two, three. Almost immediately after the three count, lights out. Lights come back up. Yep, he's there with his uh, Callahan slugger wrapped in barbed wire. But Macklin, I think, anticipated as much as the rest of us when the lights went out. He rolled out, was halfway up the ramp by the time the lights came back on. So... No words exchanged, not really. No physicality, but we know where this is headed. Uh, There's another Killer Kelly vignette. She will be coming soon. Ty Valkyrie, I did not realize, as I guess a very historic moment in her life, I did not realize this was her first trip to the undead realm with Rosemary. Um, they were looking for havoc. Ty found her in the light, so to speak. And uh, Jessica... So, which is Havoc's, I guess, first name. Uh, she has gone by Jessica Havoc, former knockout champion, is named Jessica Havoc. But I guess uh, this is the bright side of, of Havoc, and we'll we'll see where that's going to go. That's going to be interesting. <clears throat> uh, 
Uh, Bupinder Gujar approached Brian Myers backstage. <laughs> they asked him about a title shot. Myers says he was impressed, but talks his way out of it because Jinder doesn't have that blue check mark on his Twitter account. So, like, how are you supposed to be a social, uh, a digital media champion when you're not even like an influencer to have the blue check where people verified? Yeah. <laughs> Better than when Johnny Swinger thought he was getting a shot at it. And Myers <laughs> replied with, this is not the, you know, VHS tape championship. It's the digital <laughs> media championship. <laughs> Impact is just so much goodness. Um, Masa Slamovich made quick work of Tennille Dashwood, a snowplow after a minute 15. Uh, says in your notes here, John DeConnie, standing down Madison Rain as she makes the cover. We checked Twitter uh, before we came on air. We watched the video. Where uh, Masa Slamovich actually delivered uh, the infamous envelope to Madison Rain, who was hoping it was a brunch invitation, uh, <laughs> turned out to be another picture with an X through it, and they're uh, they're going to have a match on Thursday. It, it's going to be Masa Slamovich and Madison Rain. Uh, Tennille Dashwood was a minute fifteen over under. Yeah, I mean that that really is the only question of this match. A lot of Masha's matches have been going like forty-five seconds, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say under. Under, wow, John Smith. I feel uh, like Madison. Might... I feel like Madison might lay down intentionally. See, I was going out on that limb too, so we're definitely breaking that branch and we're falling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Heath hits his wake-up call on Vincent out of nowhere on the ramp after on and no more entrance and escape to the crowd. That's two for two weeks for Heath. Uh, right before the main event where there was a eight-man tag. That's not ripping off AEW, right? That's 10, 10 for AEW? Or 12, I guess. 12 if you put them two rings in a cage. Sure. Uh, they did 10 on 10 once. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Dark Order had a match, right? Wasn't it a 10 on 10? <laughs> Uh, so, I don't know more. I got the win. Uh, Eight-man tag. Maria Canellis hit Gallows with a low blow from the outside. And then a Boston knee party. And then followed by Aurora Boralis frog splash. When was the last time we saw Doc take a pin? That was unbelievable. The low blow is a Sex Ferguson. You hit him below the belt, John Smith. I guess that's the that's the King Hippo belly shot right there. Speaking of, we'll just stick with Mike Tyson uh, punch-out references for the rest of the... <laughs> Uh, okay, so coming off that match, we have a tag team match on Thursday. It's going to be Honor No More versus the Bullet Club again. Uh, OGK, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, I almost called him Mike Canellis. Uh, going up against Ace Austin, Chris Bay, John Smith. I, I always go with the Bullet Club, so I'm just going to go with stick, stick with that, even though they lost the last one. Yeah, and, and it seemed like Ace Austin and Chris Page on the county, when I saw two weeks ago, they were the ones that were in the Good Brothers' ears. First of all, it, I can't believe it took this long for, like, the Good Brothers to get back, like, into, like, the Bullet Club. <laughs> like, they were off doing whatever they were doing with uh, uh, with Team Impact against Violent Bunch, whatever. And now it's like, like, okay, that's right, we're bad guys with the Bullet Club. Here's Ace Austin and Chris Bay, you know, like. But it was Bay and Austin that were leading the charge because uh, Ace Austin missed the first go-around with Honor No More. Yep. And, you know, I mean, as much as, you know, I said, I think I said last week I called Honor No More winning that eight-way or eight-man tag because at some point in time they got to do some winning. Well, not only did they win that eight-man tag, 
they got Gallows to count the lights. So that's one in a row, and that's enough for them. Uh, Bullet Club's taking this one. Yeah, Ace has got to step up here. If he's the one that's supposed to be, you know, not leading the charge here, but he's the one that's picking the fights. Uh, let's see Ace Austin get the win here. Yeah. Well, I can't remember the last time Chris Bay won a match either, so it would be good for both of them. Chelsea Green versus Mickey James. If the, the show of respect that these two showed each other uh, before the match started, uh, I kind of feel like uh, that should be a new tradition in the knockouts division. I think that'd be fun for everybody. I'm all for that. Yep. Uh, Mickey James uh, sets it for the McDT, but Chelsea drops down for the schoolgirl roll up. Both feet on the ropes with a win. Check one for impact. Uh, Mickey James approached by Gia on the way out of the building. Gia asks, what's next? Mickey says she's only as good as her last match, so she's gone. Thank God. Deanna Perrazzo can move on with her life now. Deanna and Chelsea have a match up against an uh, interesting tag team that will be going against each other at Emergence, John Smith, where uh, Jordan Grace, the Knockouts champion, will be teaming with her challenger, Mia Yim, to go against Deanna and Chelsea. Uh, I'll go with I'll go with the Jersey Girl here. I see. Uh, let's go with the uh, the other two imploding. There you go. They got it, it, emergence is still I think four weeks away. So this, as they say in the wrestling business, that slow burn. John Connie. Yeah. Yes, yes, I I, <laughs> I have to agree. Uh, at some point in time, you gotta uh, give us a reason why Grace and Yim uh, don't like each other. I assume so. Give me Deanna and Chelsea going over here. Besties. Uh, I don't know how they're going to get a tag team title match, though, if, you know, the champs are in another realm right now, you know, trying to do whatever. It's, it's... does complicate things. Yeah, they. like I said, I think they're going to maybe at Bound for Glory they win the tag team championships, but, uh, you know, so you got to start them rolling. I mean, that, that's still two months away, October. How long, how long away is October? Two months, three months? So, uh, Diener, Joe Young, uh, Joe Young, wow. Uh, Diener and Joe Goring, they can't find Eric Young before their match. That curtain jerked impact last week. Josh Alexander and the Motor City Machine Guns, they defeated Violet by Design. Eric Young eventually made his way out to the ring. After the match, Saban took the world title. Um, and we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Mike Bailey had a mag- uh, backstage uh, interview Going off when violent by design, they were when they were trying to take initiative. They beat up Mike Bailey after his uh, championship defense against Allen Angels, I believe. Yep. Uh, so Diener, he's like Diener wants a shot. Diener can have it. So we'll take the pause. We'll take the violent by design aspect matches for first before we get to the main event. So we'll get violent by designs. Diener challenging Speedball. I'm sorry, Mike Ball Speed Bailey for the X Division Championship on Thursday. John McCowney. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason why the champ does not retain here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's as simple as that. I think uh, it'll be a good match, but I think Bailey retains. What are the consequences if he loses here, though, John Smith? I mean, if, if Eric Young is you – now that's already just one loss they just had in the, the six-man tag. Eric Young's already pissed him in to begin with. This is – you just get Walter and just have him you – know, have Eric Young, listen, I need some guy slapped around too. Like maybe you can just hit this <laughs> For me, real quick. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm gonna go with uh, Fat Sack Mike Bailey on this one. <laughs> uh, like I said, Chris Saban took the Impact Championship slowly and looked at it, gazed at it. He is a former Impact World Champion. 
As a matter of fact, it was nine years ago yesterday where Chris Saban cashed in. Uh, his X Division Championship is called Option C, as Josh Alexander proved uh, uh, from last year. Uh, and he defeated Bully Ray. And I do believe he held it the title for a week before Bully Ray won it back. So, yay. But he is a former world champion. Chris Saban uh, approached Scott DeMore to make his case for an Impact Championship shot. Scott says we earn our shots around here. So next week, you're going to have to fight Alex Shelley in a number one contenders match. Uh, memory serves me correct. These two, I believe, made it to a tournament final in an X Division tournament final, number one contenders tournament, and it tore it down. Uh, I do believe maybe I don't remember. I, I'll say Saban got the win. I don't remember, but uh, it, it, this is this is an easy one. John Deconi. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Saban because it just, it, it, it makes sense uh, the way he was kind of looking at Josh. Uh, this is just a, an excuse to, to let us see this match, which will be fantastic. Give me Saban moving on. John Smith. Yeah, I got Saban also. He's the better of the two wrestlers. So I think him and Josh Alexander would put on a much better match. Yeah, especially like I said, John John Connie and I looked it up. They uh, they're at a stadium uh, for emergence. They're at a six thousand person. Still though, six thousand people. That's yeah, that's called an arena. That's not a stadium. Well, I'm assuming it's outdoor. It's outdoor. That's why it's a stadium, right? Like there's no roof over. It's at a soccer field, I believe. It's, a, it's el, el, el football stadium. Well, I can go back to call it. Gary's not around. We can go back to calling it soccer. Oh my bad, my bad. Yeah, no, he's, he's on a wrap. We're good. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. If he gets Chris Saban or Josh Alexander, uh, anyone want to go? Where's, oh, is it, where's the – it's in Chicago, right? It's in Illinois. Cicero, yeah. It's just outside Chicago. Yeah. All right. So that will so do it. a road trip to Chicago is what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. Let's go to Chicago. See Chris Saban. This is six, that, we probably have the whole back row, probably the whole upper tier to ourselves. <laughs> uh, so let's go into AEW – Fighter Fest Week One, and that makes my life a lot easier uh, to combine both Dynamite and Rampage Fighter Fests into one week. And have the second week for scoring on ProWrestlingPickem.com. Uh, John DeConi, uh, I happened to listen to last week's episode of the Essential Wrestling Podcast, and I heard everyone's uh, predictions for the tag team championship match. All you guys were on the Bucks. Too quick, too soon. I went with Team Taz, and I think John. I think somebody nailed it—an absolutely killer promo by Ricky Starks. And that's what's kind of led me towards them. I think Gary took Team Taz as well, and we were all wrong. Pretty much, yeah. We we had uh, we had 18 minutes of swerving our glory. The Young Bucks, Team Taz. They were calling it triple or nothing. It was everything you wanted it to be like most of their tag team matches are and multiple man matches are. And we, we got towards the end there and Keith Lee took out the Bucks and Hobbs with, with a tope con hero, or however the hell you say that, over the top rope, wiping out three people, uh, which left Swerve alone to hit uh, the top buckle Swerve stomp on Ricky Stacks for the one, two, three. And Swerve in Their Glory are your new AEW Tag Team Champions. The one thing I love about AEW and their tag team division is actual tag teams, not just two singles wrestlers forced together with nothing. Oh, 
Was that move him eating a hero while jumping over the top rope? Is that what that move was? Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I, I pronounced it wrong, but pretty much, yeah. Okay. Swerve on our glory. Tope uh, cone hero. It's a tope <laughs> with a hero. Tope with hero, yes. The, uh, the, the three-foot uh, variety. The Nino. <laughs> the Eho of Phantasma. Um <laughs> John Smith made a TNT Championship match, too, to start the show. Um, 11 minutes, 37 seconds, as clocked by our, our, our uh, Minister of All-Time status assistant, John DeConi. That was probably about 10 minutes and 37 seconds, longer than I think everybody thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah, everybody would have taken the under under 10, under 8, under 5, probably. Yeah. You know? and that's not um, even a show on Orange Cassidy. That's just what Warlord does. They needed to get the laughs in, though, so I understand why it went long. At the beginning of the match, you know, you know, we got Cassidy's hands in, in his pockets. Wardlow pulls the pockets out, rips the pockets off of his pants, you know, flexes with his straps off, and then Orange Cassidy puts the straps back on him real gently and, like, straightens him out. Uh, you know, Orange went for a test of strength and was like, nah, and went into his pockets at one point. Um, you know, when, when all the... The chicanery was over, though. It was just orange, you know, avoiding all sorts of uh, offense by Wardlow, sometimes getting the advantage, but the, most of the time just running away and reversing things. And then eventually he got caught with a power bomb, but he kicked out. Then, you know, a minute later he goes for a Hurricane Rana. What kind of decision is that to do a Hurricane Rana to Wardlow? And then just gets planted. And then – he did a little choke me daddy while he was getting pinned too. Choke me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that uh, technical wrestling? I like that. Um, John DeConi, before you get into uh, this next match, I have uh, some mood music for you. All right, whenever you're ready. <laughs> yes, we need the people. <laughs> We had these, uh, these these old compadres going against each other, Claudio Castagnoli and Jake Hager. Uh, we got about 11 and a half minutes, and then really good chemistry between these two. It really it was back and forth. Uh, Hager went for a Hager bomb. Claudio got the knees up. Uh, Hager went for a short little uh, spin. Uh, at uh, one point, Claudio steps over to the sharpshooter, which uh, unbelievably they called the Scorpion Deathlock. And Hager just flat out starts calling for uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society and 2.0, whatever the hell their names are now, are the ones that come out. They cause a little bit of a distraction, but uh, eventually Claudio takes care of them at ringside and catches Hager charging into a pop-up European uppercut. And then Ricola, Ricola bomb, and a one, two, three, and Claudio comes out on top. Okay. Um, Lucha Brothers, they defeated Private Party. Uh, by, by the way, so the week before, again, Penta got his mask pulled off. One of them got the mask pulled like, Why is it every match these guys lose, uh, that's how they have to lose? Like, that has to be at least the 10th time in the past four years that they've had their masks pulled, and then they got, you know, whatever. Just anyway, they got the win over Private Party. Penta hit the Canadian Destroyer on Quen Felix follows with the Black Fire Driver for the win. Miro did a promo. He asked God if he sent House of Black to destroy him. 
or recruit him. I don't Ooh, know. That'd be terrifying. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get back to the, the, the House of Black in a second. I kind of jumped the gun on that one. Uh, and I guess on a, on a more sadder note, the gun club was in the ring with Tony Schiavone. The acclaim interrupted it. Daddy Ass tries to bury the hatchet with some scissor action. And he gets a super kick instead. So, John DeConde, I know you said you were kind of distraught about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we never even got to get uh, merch that said scissor click on it or anything like that. And, and, and I'm heartbroken over the whole idea. All right. Uh, we do have some matches lined up for week two. Uh, there's a couple. I guess the first one we're going to talk about, um, I'm kind of maybe they might announce the last minute. But here are uh, the overall standings uh, after last week's Fighter Fest. Everybody went seven and one for 13 points. John Smith, five and three. Uh, here, Ryan Joy's on top of the John Smith, um, <laughs> My bad. <laughs> he texted that to me while I was away. I was like, you should use this for the show. I'm like, I know exactly what I'm using it for. <laughs> this one's on me. My bad. Here's the scoring for Fighter Fest. Same as last week. Five points. If there's a championship match, which there's not. Three points for all the title ma- uh, not other title matches, which I don't think there are any. I think these are all one point jammies but the perfect pay-per-view will be for five points uh it says right here thunder rosa and tony storm are backstage with tony shivani Britt baker and jamie hater interrupt they know exactly how to handle thunderstorm so this match is not booked but let's pretend john the connie thunderstorm versus Britt baker and jamie hater versus <laughs> thunderstorm versus hater baker <laughs> Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're fresh back. We didn't see them for a couple of weeks. Uh, I, I definitely don't see, uh, the champ getting pinned, but I could see Tony storm getting some kind of shenanigans and getting rolled up or something like that. So give me Baker and using that as a, that victory as a, an excuse to get another title shot. Maybe. Okay. I'm at a, okay. John Moxley defeated, uh, Kenosuke Tuchida. In an interim AEW World Championship Eliminator match, Moxley delivers a paradigm shift, hammer, and anvil elbows. Six in the Bulldog choke for the submission. Next week, we're going to have uh, he's going, John Moxley is going to team with Wheeler Yuta, the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, they're going to take on best friends, John Smith. Uh, do you, now, do you think in like in like in a mocking fashion, do you think Moxley's going to hug Wheeler Yuta? Um. I don't know why that would be in a mocking fashion. It's the best friends. Give the people what they want. And they hug each other. Oh, I get it. Yeah. No, I don't think that's going to happen. No. <laughs> I don't think um, Regal allows hugging in the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, give me Moxie and Yuda. And also, shout out to the best friends for trying to hand the Orange Cassidy a chainsaw in that <laughs> match last week. That was, <laughs> was the referee's back turned at least? Or are they just... No. Well, yeah, they... Uh, the the one was distracting the ref by tr- by pulling off the turnbuckle pad, and then the other one just like pulls out a chainsaw. It's like, and then he goes to hand it to the to uh, Orange Cassidy, and the referee's like, "What the hell are you doing?" and throws them both out. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's that was their game plan to beat Warlow because that that was the only idea. Like, oh, I don't know, the, will this work? Nah, lead pipe? Nah, my chainsaw that might work. John Con- <laughs> 
John the County, we got Mox uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, versus best friends. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give me uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. I just, I, I don't really know what the setup, what the reason for this even is. So yeah, give me uh, Mox and Yuta. Maybe a debut for Toothless Timmy in the Blackpool Combat Club. He would fit in perfectly with that. Good call, Jamie. Did he get future endeavor? Yeah, he's been gone for a while. Yeah. I thought he was uh, helping out at the PC. I, I yeah, thought, I thought was he, was he, he just moved, moved backstage. I thought he was. I thought he was a gone a while ago. I, I this is what we need Ryan Joy backstage for. Uh, <laughs> Lee Moriarty backstage with Lexi Stokely Hathaway offered Marty uh, Moriarty some representation. Uh, I believe this was after his loss to um, Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, correct. Yes, uh, Matt Seidel tells Hathaway to take off. Seidel has found Moriarty an opponent who will not cheat, but will give him a great match. And that is Dante Martin. So we have Dante Martin versus Lee Moriarty. I believe this match will be on the Rampage edition of week two of Fighter Fest, John Connor. Yes, I believe you are correct. And I don't, I have a hard time believing that they're necessarily putting Moriarty in a position to, to do something. I, you know, it was very nice. He got the shot at Gresham, but now Gresham's moving on. He's got bigger fish to fry. So I don't know where Moriarty goes to next. And, you know, they seem to really spotlight Dante every time he's out there. So I'm going to say Dante Martin takes this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Dante Martin as well, uh, John Smith. It just seems like, yeah, maybe maybe Moriarty does eventually go with, with Stokely Hathaway. I, it's, yeah. When was the last time Dante Martin won a match on TV? He's putting on burners, but when was the last time he won a match? Yeah, that's what I was um, saying. No, I think I'm going with Moriarty on this one. Okay. Uh, probably the best thing going in professional wrestling today, Christian Cage with Luchasaurus. He defeated Chris Garrison, two choke slams. Uh, Luchasaurus uses the tar pit, which is a variation of the snare trap uh, for the submission after a minute 23. Um, it's going to be a tag team match because apparently Brian Pillman wants some. So it's going to be the Varsity Blondes. Um, I, I kind of just want to see like Christian just still come out, not in wrestling gear, just rocking a black turtleneck like he's been, and just stand on the apron and let Luchasaurus destroy these two, John Smith, and just let him just just stand there like now nah, you got it. Yeah, it's definitely them, and you know, is he going to stack them? Maybe that's the only question here. John the Connie, then that's the John the Connie. That's your question: Is he going to stack them? Uh, it seems like this. To put it in, like, kind of shove it in Jungle Boy's face, he's using this snare trap uh, submission hold. So I'm going to say no, only because he's probably going to continue with that until we see Jungle Boy come back. But I do have uh, Christian and uh, Luchasaurus Oscuro taking the victory here. Okay. Uh, The House of Black, represented by Malachi Black, Brody King, they defeated the Dark Order. Uh, Dante's Inferno on Alex Reynolds, Brody King with the cover. Um, afterwards, Darby Allen leaped off the top of the tunnel to attack Brody King. Sting and Malachi Black have a long stare down. That just, I, why? Anyway. No um, so we're going to have a match. It's going to be Darby Allen going up against Brody King. Uh, I believe on Rampage there was a promo. Brody King tells Darby Allen, I'm getting mine by taking yours, John Smith. <clears throat> Um, I mean, they've Darby's just been like on a constant push for the past two years, but 
You know, it seems like they're really trying to do something with Brody King. So I'm going to go with Brody on this one. John DeConi, uh in that uh, Royal Rampage match, uh, I believe it, it came down to these two, right? And and Brody choked him out and just let him drop to the floor. Uh, so there's that history there for them for that. But yeah, it's Brody's just been in a championship match, albeit interim. Yeah, for which reason there's absolutely no way he should lose to a man a third of his size. Uh, but this is AEW, so yeah, I think uh, Last Supper, uh, you know, the, the, whatever that figure four pinning combo thing is, and I think <laughs> somehow Darby takes it, and it will make no sense. Yeah, AEW's uh, going to impact. Yeah, Darby needs a win here. He's been on a losing streak, it seems like. See what happens. Uh, and then uh, probably the main event of tomorrow night, Chris Jericho to the ring, says Eddie Kingston's claim that he will spill Jericho's blood for his friends is a joke. Eddie's are Eddie's friends are cursed to know him. Next week, Eddie faces the pain maker. So we're getting the pain maker version of Chris Jericho. Eddie Kingston uh, said that uh, Jericho is going to pay and is going to uh, hurt him and enjoy it. So a barbed wire everywhere death match. John Connie. And don't forget the sexy shark cage. Sexy shark cage. That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I saw the promo. Uh, Matt Maynard was it Maynard? Whoever the the loud one is, not happy about being in the shark cage and having uh, everybody else being able to run around. Yeah, but uh, as we've seen before in a shark cage match, just because you're in the shark cage and can't physically throw your own hands, doesn't mean you can't pass something out of the shark cage down to your friend below. And who did uh, that originally? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, the pain maker's undefeated. I think he remains as such. He'll probably take a hell of a beating from Eddie. There'll probably be a lot of blood, but I think in the end, Jericho wins. John Smith, James Wheeler's going to go with Eddie Kingston ending it once and for all. I agree, it's going to be brutal. Um, what do you who, got? The, who won the, Eddie beat him when they, when they fought at the last one or no? Eddie, Eddie got the win. Yeah, the one-on-one. That's how this whole thing started. Jericho didn't respect him. Eddie beat him. So when uh, Jericho yeah, went yeah, to yeah. tell him the respect. Yeah, definitely Jericho here then. Because I'm sure they'll make it a trifecta. I'm going to go with uh, Ryan. Well, maybe the second one might have been. Well, Eddie didn't get the pin on Jericho and, and blood and guts. But I'm going to go with Ryan Joy on this one. And Ryan, I know a couple of weeks ago we called that Jericho is eventually going to challenge Moxley. Uh, and that's a big stage match. And probably that all out. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you if you're going to do that, you got to get Jericho rolling now. I mean, not the, Chris Jericho. He has to beat Eddie Kingston. Like I like Eddie Kingston and all, but the, the, there's levels here in wrestling. Like that's, I don't know. It's not like it's not like Eddie Kingston's this young kid that needs to be put over by Chris Jericho like Orange Cassidy was. Like Kingston's what like mid forties, early forties, exactly. like our age. Like it's not it's not the case. So that will do it for AEW. And uh, I guess to a point, uh, because AEW does own Ring of Honor, and there's a lot of stuff that happened last week that lead into uh, Death Before the Zoner. We'll put the, just the, the first time. Oops, I just hit the wrong button. Uh, so go purple for Ring of Honor. How do you like that? <laughs> Why not? There you go. So this is it, boys. For the first time ever, we have a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. We got clean slates here. 
So uh, it's a big pay-per-view. We'll, we'll, we'll triple the points uh, than a normal show. We'll go 15 for the Ring of Honor title match, nine for all other titles, three for non-title matches, which I do not think there are going to be. I feel like it's just going to be we got five matches to pick. And John Smith, I feel like this has a very takeover-ish feel to it. Just five matches between two and a half to three hours, just five barn burners, and call it a day. So I, this has a very takeover feel to it. I love it. Uh, we're going to kick things off with uh, the one match that's been brewing for months and months now. Jay Lethal uh, has been after Samoa Joe in the TV title. Uh, Joe has been off TV since Jay Lethal's attack on Samoa Joe at Double or Nothing. And then I guess out of nowhere, uh, Christopher Daniels of Jay Lethal... Uh, has something to say about Samoa Joe while Joe's not there, then maybe Daniels and Hamilton. We may actually get Christopher Daniels versus Jay Lethal, um, even though I could have swore Christopher Daniels lost a match saying he's not allowed to wrestle ever again, uh, or maybe that was just the tag teams. But I, I thought he was retired. Anyway, so uh, John Smith, we have Samoa Joe, the Ring of Honor television champion, defending against the longest reigning television champion in Ring of Honor history. I spy a Jersey guy, Jay Lethal. Uh, that just means you spend too much time in Ring of Honor. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Samoa Joe on this one. He's the far superior wrestler. All right, James Wheeler likes the new logo because of the touch of the old logo. That it does. Has the same letters, I, I believe. John McConaughey. Uh, I'm gonna say that. Uh, I'm gonna say Jay, you know Jay Lethal is not that Samojo isn't, but Jay Lethal kind of is synonymous with uh, Ring of Honor, and I think he'll be able to work a more rigorous schedule because Joe, you know, not that Jay Lethal is young, but Joe's a little up in age and keeps getting hurt and blah blah blah. I'm gonna say they put the that TV title back on Lethal, which seems like it's it's been around his waist for most of his career, and uh, that way they'll get a lot more uh, mileage out of Lethal as that champion. Not to mention, you will get to have the Ring of Honor Television Championship belt on a huge stage, as it was announced, that Jay Lethal will be a part of Ric Flair's final match. So that would be good exposure for Ring of Honor to have that belt at least worn to the aisle. Um, like I said, yeah, he did spend most of his career in Ring of Honor, but some of it was with the impact, and everyone just, the dogs barking, woo, 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 which is the dogs barking at each other, the Ric Flair, Jay Lethal infamous promo. Greatest uh, moment so, in Impact history. Yep. So Jay Lethal is a part of Flair. So that's so that's all. I'll go with Jay Lethal as well. Uh, Wheeler Yuna versus Daniel Garcia for the Pure Championship. Daniel Garcia accusing Wheeler Yuta. Daniel Garcia accusing Wheeler Yuta of cosplaying him. So there goes Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Wheeler Yuta ripping off Daniel Garcia. John McConaughey. Yeah, uh, I'm not entirely sure what that's all about, but. Uh, I think this one will be a hell of a match, and these two are exactly, you know, uh, kind of on the same level, uh, both up-and-comers, both very, very talented, both just waiting to break out. Uh, but I think uh, Yuta retains here. I don't see any reason to take the belt off him. John Smith, as we all know, Travis Severance is probably driving the Daniel Garcia bandwagon here. He's a huge fan of Danny G. Uh I don't want to put words in Travis's mouth here, but I feel like he's picking Danny Garcia just out of fandom. Yeah, uh, keep the the belt in the in the comp in the Blackpool Combat Club because then they could have it in both 
uh, both federations or whatever you want to call it, both promotions. They could have the the club in both, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got Wheeler Yuta as well. Uh, no reason to take it off him. He's been doing a great job representing it. And, and what's pure rules again? Like, is this like if somebody gets disqualified, they get fired or something like that? You remember what yeah. Rules are? yeah, you get like where well, you get a warning if you uh, use a close hand strike uh the second one you get disqualified uh if anyone interferes they get fired uh, and there's only like two rope breaks right you get only like two or three rope breaks three rope breaks yeah yeah, yeah. okay that's good james wheeler going with wheeler, uh, wheeler yuda as well just remember guys the pure is capitalized all four letters <laughs> serena deeb last week she defeated anna j uh, Serena escapes the Queen Slayer and transitions into a Serenity Lock for the submission win. Afterwards, Dean didn't let go, and here comes Mercedes Martinez to save the day. Um, I do believe, uh, for those of you who are readers of the Eastern Observer, somebody put out an article on who the Ring of Honor roster shouldn't tell, and I believe on the top of that list was Serena Deeb. So the fact that we are getting... Mercedes Martinez versus Serena D for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship right off the bat uh, is nailed it. John the Con. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea when I when I got an advanced copy of that article. Yeah, I, you did. Uh, and I still like it now, but I you know, I, I think that one's something to build around. That's something to build the women's division around. So I'm gonna go with Mercedes retaining but nowhere near the end of the story for those two. John Smith. I'm so out of touch. I thought that Serena Deeb was the champion. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Mercedes also. Yeah, I think this is, this would be great to put over Mercedes Martinez. And we've, we've seen Serena Deeb with a belt that's not AEW, and then she just competed in probably the greatest AEW Women's Championship match in the history of the, the company's short tenure uh, at Double or Nothing. Uh, Deeb's got nothing to win here. If she was, she has nothing to gain by winning the title and putting down Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes has everything going forward. So, yeah, I'll take Mercedes Martinez as well. Uh, just on a side note, Ty Conti, after the match uh, from last week on Anna Jay. Tells, uh, Ty Conti tells Anna that she likes her to thinks Anna needs to make better decisions. So is that a recruitment tactic? Can there be quad sex gods in the Jericho Appreciation Society? Or Sammy just getting greedy here? Like, is, was, is Sammy the next Rob Van Dam or something? Like, that, that's, Rob Van Dam from that one. Anna J. Boy, wouldn't that make the internet wrestling community's heads collectively explode? Yep. Uh, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship, FTR against the 12th time, speaking of the guys who spent way too much time in Ring of Honor, the 12th time former Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, the Briscoes, uh, Jay and Mark, they had a sit-down, they had an open forum, uh, forum, out of it, they had some they had some alcohol. I believe it was some sake that the FTR brought over from Japan. I guess they they, they had some sake. They, they just uh, everything was supposed to be respectful. Uh, got a little heated when the Briscoes uh, claimed that FTR got lucky the first time. It was a fluke. Uh, so they made this two out of three falls. So the word fluke can be taken out of the equation. 
The last time these two teams wrestled, I believe, was at the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view where FTR won the titles um, at uh, Supercard of Honor, I, I believe, if my memory serves me correct. So, John Smith, uh, FTR, uh, who has three championships. The Briscoes, it would have been fun if the Briscoes had the Impact Tag uh, titles on the line as well. Uh, if they kept the – that's the one – that's the one that's missing right now. FTR needs to go to Impact. Yeah. Um, I got the Briscoes winning this one. They're basically like the Tommy Dreamer of Ring of Honor, right? So, you know. They announced, uh, I, I believe, I don't know if it's going to be at the event, but they announced the first ever Ring of Honor Hall of Fame class. Uh, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, the Briscoes, and I forget who the fourth is. I, I Adam might, Cole? It wasn't, it wasn't Jay, I don't think. Adam Cole? No, it wasn't Adam Cole. Uh, i got to look it up. James Wheeler, if you're not doing it. CM anything. Punk? <laughs> yes, CM Punk. There you go. Oh. CM Punk. Or So that is your first ever Hall of Fame class. So the Briscoes being honored as well, getting a title shot. So John DeConnie, who do you got in Briscoes FTR 2? I'm going to say uh, two out of three falls. I'm going to say seven-star FTR, the G-totes retain. Yeah, I'm going to – I don't know what the Briscoes – and as I wrote – I was the one that wrote the article. I'm shooting myself off. I was being stupid. Uh, I don't know what the Briscoes – I'm shocked that they're actually going to be in this. I don't. I mean, I know Impact and AEW have the relationship to do this, but I thought they were Impact – I thought they were signed. So um, – and it kind of took me by surprise that the Briscoes were going to be in this on this card in this match because I left them. I had a section in the article of Honor No More and the Briscoes. Like, no, they're over an impact now. Like, they're 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 out for a while, even though there is a relationship. But now I guess they'll, they'll, they'll let the Briscoes over. So I'm gonna go FTR as well. Um, just let FTR. I don't I don't know when they're gonna launch a, a weekly TV show for this, um, but I think FTR is gonna lead that charge. Uh, and then in the, in the main event, uh, well, <laughs> Jonathan Gresham uh, last week, I believe it was on Rampage, he defended the Ring of Honor World Championship against Lee Moriarty. That's what started that whole thing with uh, Stokely Hathaway, as I mentioned before. Grisham got the octopus in for the win. After Grisham, Tony Schiavone in the ring, uh, uh, Jonathan Gresham said he'll be on uh, AEW every week beating all of your favorites because he's the best holes for hold wrestler today. And here comes Claudio, uh, uh, Claudio, Cass. <laughs> here comes Cesaro uh, out of the front of the Tron. Uh, let's bring uh, more presence than talking. So it's 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 not that hard. <laughs> Office space, everybody. There you go. Nahia Nahia. Nah, not working out here anymore. So it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, not going to be working here anymore anyway. So what's yeah, the matter? Anyway, so uh, Claudio Cannoli versus Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Um, I didn't realize how I could. I forgot how short Gresham was when he was in the ring, and Tully Blanchard towered over him. So. <laughs> uh, over under. Before we get into the picks, John Smith over under uh, the swing count on Jonathan Gresham. Uh, the real swing count or what the crowd counts? Whatever you want to do, pal. <laughs> um, I say the crowd gets up to 20, but it'll be about 16. 
But he'll stop when they hit 20. All right. Uh, who do you got in the match? Um, yeah, it's got, I got to go with Cesaro on this one. Claudio, 99 <laughs> Any reason why? Or? Uh, because they're, they're just starting up, starting it back up, and I think that they want to have, like, a, a recognizable champion. Uh, John the Connie wrote in the article, I had uh, the, the entire Blackpool Combat Club minus John Moxley. So not the entire, but I had the Blackpool Combat Club minus John Moxley going to Ring of Honor. Um, Travis, and I asked Travis, uh, who, you know, two guys, first name out of his mouth was, was Claudio. So um, do you just, you know, Gresham was, I don't want to say the last, I don't know. Gresham was the last one to join on this ship here. He's been AWOL for God knows how long. Oh, he's going to show up and put every, I don't know. So, but then he's got, now he's got Tully. Now he's got representation. So well, that, that's the thing that makes this so hard. I mean, they just put together this crew that is very Horseman-esque. You've got, you've got a, a technician, and, and a, 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 you can't believe it, technician as your world champion, a pair of killers in the, the, the gates of, whatever the hell agony uh you got brian cage to be your enforcer you got tully to be the brains and you know the guy to throw fuji dust and trip people with, from outside everything says that, and gresham has gone all over the world representing uh, ring of honor and very very well presenting himself you know as the ring of honor champion and I, he never wins two matches in a row with the same maneuver even though he has a particular uh submission finisher everything says he should retain but i think this is where the mark in tk messes up the booker and the businessman in tk and i don't blame him for this because i mean just look at last week you put uh, claudio in the ring with jake hager and you had to point out that jake hager was a former world heavyweight champion claudio's never been I think this is a I think this is a make right match. I think you you know you get that name in the lineage of the world champions of Ring of Honor. I think Claudio Castagnoli is your champion at the end of this. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't phrase that any better. I'm taking yeah, Claudio Cesaro as well. I just it's about time. I think this is I think this is and it's not a shot on Gresham, but I think just you know the, exactly, the world world champion next to Cesaro or Claudio Castagnoli. I know the name. I'm just joking. Um, I more have the brain for it on the joke I'm trying to use than I do. How much does this world it. championship really mean? I like. I totally agree with everything here. That's yeah. what we, but like, it's going to mean like more having the not, not even like having the impact world championship. You well, know? it's going to mean more now that AEW owns it. Now it's going to get more exposure. I mean, everyone, you know, Ring of well, Honor. Yeah, people you know, will claim that, but like nobody's once cared about the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship until now, I guess, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, over like grand scheme of things, I'm saying. Obviously, there's your niche fans that have always been into it. But when you look at the lineage of it, there's some names on that lineage. It's everyone you've ever, I mean, every star you've ever heard, every, almost right. everyone on that list is someone you absolutely know, even if you don't know them by that name. It is just, it's stunning, the men who have held that title. Word. All right, so that will do it for our first ever color-coded episode. How'd you guys like the new graphics? Did uh, Joseph Kennedy Jarzega do a good job with that? It was wonderful. 
Okay. Well, then I gotta go what, you just use Microsoft Paint and use the paint bucket on the <laughs> thing and get the print screen? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what he used. <laughs> oh, we had the Ethan for a little bit there. There we go. All right, so let's take a look at the well, we'll get the banner now. There we go. Let's take a look at the raw roll-ups from this past week. Uh Tatum Paxley, Indy Hartwell. That's two for for NXT. Good for them. Chelsea Green sending Mickey James home. Thank God. A lot of women on this week again this week, boys. It's a ladies' week again. Yeah. Um Akira Tazawa, that's three wins for him. But then look at Dana Brooke with her fourth and Tamina with her fourth loss. <laughs> oh, my God. This is getting crazy. And now with the overall standings, look who's joining the party down there at the bottom. Oh, stuff. There we go. We got a seventh brand. They're going to have their own roll roll-ups. They're not going to count the AEW. So let's see what happens there. Here the, the, the win column. Like I said, Dana Brooks, she broke that tie. She's at four now chasing Xavier Woods. Kira Tozawa now on the list with three. And Tamina just tied the Miz with four losses. Um, it, it's getting exciting, boys. I, I, I don't know if you can see. It's not, it's not cold in here. I'm just excited. <laughs> so, let's see. Primetime one down. Uh, primetime rundown. The regular season has concluded, as we all know. It's the second season of the summer has started every Monday at 7 p.m. Join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, Mike Zabo as they bring you the world of sports on Monday nights in the thick of the summer right here on the Eastern Observer. And do you have any interest in becoming a sports reporter? Would you like to be asking high-profile coaches and players questions in person? Or maybe you're a college student looking to break into the sports media industry looking to write about your favorite team. The Eastern Observer is looking for interested candidates to join the family for college credit. How about that, college students? College credit to write about sports. Uh, look no further, uh, aspiring writers, social media specialists, content creators, etc., and inquire by emailing eosports3 at gmail.com. We are looking forward to having you join the Eastern Observer family. And get your butt kicked by us in fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> Black Cats NYC, their album Free Kick, anywhere you get your Brand music. New. Pandora, Spotify, Deezer, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, excuse me. Anywhere you get your music, you can get the Black Cats NYC, their album Free Kick. They are the official band of the Eastern Observer. Out now, play loud. As always, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, the internet leader in sports entertainment pivot pools. Join us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast public pool to play against us or create a private pool with you and your friends. ProWrestlingPick'em.com, play against your friends, play against the universe, and guys, she will like it too. Join us back here next week for episode 111. 111? Yeah, 111 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast, 5 p.m. And all of our viewing options, or you can listen to us on replay on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Odyssey, 
Uh, however you're watching the show now, whether it be YouTube or Facebook, you will can see us back here next Tuesday at 5 p.m. And you will also see us next Saturday, July 30th at 2 p.m. for our SummerSlam special. Uh, we would love to be in your afternoon pre-show for the hottest party of the summer. There we go. John Smith, anything before we get out of here? Uh, uh, no, I got nothing. By the way, the most ever uh, reigns by a Ring of Honor World Champion is three. Three-time champion. The only three-time champion in Ring of Honor history. Adam Cole, baby. John Scotty. Yeah, I think there's only three... Uh... Grand Slam champions in the company, Tim Taven, and nah, I don't remember. Sorry. Uh, no, that's it for me. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you so much for joining us. It's fun. It's amazing how you know, we still have, you know, we're, we're early on time. I was able to talk nice and clearly through the promotions. I wasn't rushing. I don't have to go to the bathroom right now, which is good. I'm not usually, I'm usually my pants at this point in time. <laughs> anyway. Thank you so much for joining us. Please make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the Easy and Observer on YouTube to make sure you get all the notifications on all the shows on our networks. And so hit the like button. It helps our algorithm. It is all about the algorithm. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you next week. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Don McConaughey, take it home. Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Oh man, this one's lovely. <laughs>